This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello out there, disaster divas. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we've, it's a, it's a great, it's a great day on the Disaster Girls podcast because we're back. We're back home, really, ladies and gentlemen. It did. It felt like coming home, didn't it? It did. To our friends in 10,000 BC. Yeah. It was so nice. As soon as I saw curly haired guy again, I was just like, oh. I've missed you, you crotchety lunatic. (laughs) It like and it starts with we start the the season two opening of La Brea with we're in a park in Los Angeles and another sinkhole is opening up around the Hollywood sign. And directly like, under the Hollywood sign. Directly under. It, yeah, like, it's not just like, like around. A, the, it is the Hollywood sign falls into the sinkhole. A target painted on the Hollywood sign yeah. with the top tier visual effects we have come to expect from this show. <laughs> and it is like, I don't, I, you know, like I don't watch much network TV, but like TV is really good now. It's not like being like, well, it's a network TV show. Yeah. But like the level of corny acting of non-featured actors in La Brea never disappoints like these these actors in this cold open it's the most like ham-fisted example of how you could act in a in a network television show it's like like is it on the is it doing it on purpose like have we ever decided if it's doing it on purpose yeah it it has a real throwback feel it does it's so vintage jordan having just come off of the run of watching the first like half the fir- the front half of surface uh-huh. as soon as we pulled back on you know the, there's the horrible the the hollywood sign collapses of course yeah. there's a little girl and a dog the little uh-huh. girl almost gets demolished by the hollywoods by a, a roving o or whatever yeah <laughs> and of course the smoke clears and she's okay and we pull back and we see the gaping hole in the hollywood hills and i was just mm-hmm. like god what a surface act out that is what like, a that is, surface act out where is, such- is- Hottie early, scientist Lake Bell. Such an early 2000s sort of just an early 2000s TV show act like a teaser episode. This where feels like, like this, is, this feels like a show that would have that aired concurrently with Surface. I just want to point out, by the way, this is not even holding on to how many people do you think watched the finale of Surface? Great question. I have no idea. Now that we know that Surface got canceled for low ratings in right. 2000, early 2006, how many people do you think watched the season finale? Five million? Mm-mm. How many? Eight point two seven million people. Eight million, and that eight million wow. people. Yeah, Succession is like one of the most talked about shows on TV, and like one million and something watch that that watch that show per week. And I know that's HBO, but yeah. one million and something, and it is. I think like uh uh Aaron what, Aaron's Cafe like on yeah. on Twitter yeah. Uh, I think she said once, like during the last season of Succession, she was like, I think Vulture has put out an article, one article about Succession for every minute of airtime that show has been on. Accurate, an accurate number. Because, and like, it's responding to the traffic. It's responding to the need. And that is- All the people who watch Succession are are also extremely online. Yes, yes. It's an extremely online crowd. Eight million? 8.27 8.27 million viewers watched the Surface finale. Guess how many people watched um, the last week's episode of Surface? Of La Brea? Or, that's what I meant, of La Brea. 2.3. 3.9. Higher than I would have thought. And that's yes. a show that, like, despite our adoration but self-awareness, we're stunned to see getting a second season. Yeah. Well, because Done. this is the thing, like every single person who watches Succession is on the Internet and every single person except for us who watches La Brea is not on the is internet. not on the Internet. Everybody watching La Brea and Yellowstone mm-hmm. is offline. 
I, I'm like, I would love to just go to, I, I should just go to like a random town in Ohio and just yeah. walk into the town square and go, who's watching La Brea? Yeah. And you would get like 17 people's hands up. Go into a local diner and be like, where, yeah. where are the La Brea fans in here? That's there what the New are. York Times should be doing instead of interviewing Republicans. They should be going to <laughs> yeah. small diners and asking them who here watches La Brea and tell me what you like about it. Because yeah. Tell me thing. what you like. I'm so curious to know for people who ne- aren't necessarily as um, online pilled. Yeah. I'm just so curious like because you and I watch it because this is very specifically a part of our brain that is broken. Yeah. I am so curious to know what people are finding engaging about La Brea outside of our little corner of yeah, the like, world. Yeah, like, is it is it just like, oh, man, gripping TV? Like, yeah. is that is that the response? Or are they just like, what a gag? Like, yeah. it's so funny every week. Like, what? Because my guess is it's just like, I'm tuning in for quality TV. Yeah, like, are there people who are genuinely Emily in Paris got mystery? renewed because everybody hate-watched it on the internet. Yeah. This did not get renewed because people were, were joke-watching it on social media. No, the fact that Who Weekly fully did not know that the show La Brea existed tells me what I need to know about La Brea's cultural saturation yeah. in our section of culture. And it's just like, what are there people in this world who genuinely care about the Nat- the Eve-Levi-Gavin love triangle? <laughs> yeah. Like, Are there people out there who have picked a side? Yeah. Because my yeah. side is... Eve should not be with either of them. No, I don't care. I don't care who she kisses just as long as it's neither of these men. Yeah, because I I don't understand. But I think there must be people and I'm thrilled for them. I love that this show is giving them what they need, but I need to know what they need from the show because it's just what a mystery. That's the true mystery to me. (laughs) I don't care why the sinkholes are happening. Like, whatever, you can give me any answer. I truly don't care. The earth is made of Swiss cheese. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I want to know what their answer is. I am curious to know what their answer is, but I'm not trying to figure it out myself. I love that this episode starts exactly like I thought it would. Yeah. Which is any character catching us up. Like, I can't believe that this person's missing and this person's missing and this person's missing. Well, that woman got hurt. So like, it's just like, let's give you, let's give you the brief of where everyone is. And in true La Brea fashion, we're moving at the speed of light because like at one point, like one of the, uh, somebody, one of our sinkhole people has said like, we've only been here 24 hours and i was like oh okay so they only went through the last sinkhole jump yeah our other characters was only literally a day ago because we cut to dad and izzy my girl zira garecki uh zira garecki we cut to them and they look like they have been walking for years i was so confused at first about dad's hair is a different length now They did not even cut his hair for continuity. It is longer now. That that was, I appreciate it. They're just like, whatever. People just remember Gavin has shaggy hair. They aren't going to be measuring lengths. Yeah, because I was like looking at Zira's. I was like, mm-hmm. Zira's is pretty what it yeah. was. And Natalie Z's is pretty, maybe it's a little longer. And like the guy she's having an affair with, he looks, he's looked exactly the same Levi, for yeah. decades. That actor yeah. has looked the same forever. And like the sun still looks like he was imported from 1993 in the as he is in the 1988 timeline now and it is it it was just like but like you know what that actor showed up and they were like that's good he's fine he's good close enough no one's gonna remember it's no one's gonna remember we wrote out again they completely have written out an entire sister for him no one's holding him to having a hair length they oh it was it was it was the stoner and the shady lady from the present where he was like we've been walking for 24 hours and then it was like Oh, you're telling me it hasn't been six months because I think it's Zira. I think Izzy says something about like, we agreed that like in order to get to LA in time, we would need to walk 20 miles a day. And we're like, never going to get there at this rate. And you're like, wow, they've been marching 20 miles a day for weeks now. It has been a day. Yeah. I thought it has I, been I, I was trying to figure out if they day. were like on an alternate timeline. And then I realized, no, she's just already complaining about how slowly they're walking. It has, it has, pro- they've probably covered five miles. Yeah. Maybe. And I did appreciate that almost immediately Lily, who now goes by Ella. Yes. yes. Adult. So adult Lily, a.k.a. Ella. A.k.a. Was pretty much immediately like, we made a mistake. We brought no supplies. We brought this is no a bad supplies. plan. 
Yeah. She, yeah. And, and again, that was, I, you know, I went back and I listened to our finale episode, just to like catch myself up. And then I watched the first six episodes before I ran out of time. And we had said in that up ep- in our, in our episode, we're like, could you guys not pack a duffel bag? I was, I, I specifically was citing like at the very least bring a roll of duct tape. And I was proven right because yep. immediately, you know what they needed? They needed duct tape. They needed duct tape. I, I really yep. appreciated that we, that we get, because Izzy has, because Izzy needs like a fucking backup prosthesis. Like there's yeah. no way she, there's no way that character would, who is now habituated a prosthetic into her life, wouldn't yeah. be like, I need at least like two other things to bring with me because I don't, there's no maintenance down there. And like, this is the only way that person, like a diabetic person isn't going to be like, fuck, I didn't think about my insulin. Like, yeah. no. Not gonna happen. So she's down there and like her prosthetic starts breaking because it's certainly not like stress tested, I would imagine, to be walking through the wildly uneven terrain of 10,000 BC. After falling through a hole. Yep. Like we still don't know. We know that people can fall through the holes. We don't understand how the people safely land. How they land. No. That's just, that's still kind of, and I appreciate that they're just not going to even touch yeah. upon that I, yeah. I i appreciate that they're just like you know what that's just a that's magic yeah because I, it, I like, part of it's falling but then it becomes not falling yeah but like eventually you're planes just go down planes crash yeah but like people they float gently to the earth like feathers it's it is just the magic of the sinkholes it and is i'm, it's I'm the magic fine of with the sinkholes. that i'm fine with that i'm not fine with the fact again that izzy did not bring any supplies that was the thing that we were having issues with in the finale was that yeah. they didn't come prepared and yeah. that still is true and sure enough in the first episode that's part of the problem is that izzy did not have a backup prosthesis which like sucks and is really yet sucks. again yet again gavin kind of being a crappy dad like <laughs> yeah okay, fine. Izzy's a teenager. She might be like impulsive and be like, no dad, I want to go with you. But at the yeah. very least be like, fine, you can come with me. But if you're coming with me, we need to get supplies to make sure you are safe. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Give me any moment. You're bringing like that. a disadvantage into this landscape. So we need to put you in the, the best position we can to be as able-bodied as is possible. The same way that I would expect that if I were going into the hole, somebody I would ideally with a, a parent figure, they'd be like, hey, Amanda, why don't we bring an extra pair of glasses? Even though like I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I can see without my glasses, but like, let's bring some extra glasses. And also yeah. maybe those medicines that keep you from <laughs> having suicidal ideation. Like, what if we do those things? What if and we then do we jump in the hole and also roll a duct tape because always bring duct tape. Yeah, it, it seems like that's know the, when you're the smallest it. favor you could do for yourself. Yeah, and it, and and in, again, in true to La Brea form, like they encounter a woolly rhino. Thank God, yeah. I was like, I Multiple. was pretty. I was so happy that we got like a good density of woolly rhinos. Bully, spoiler alert, uh, alert, guys! I am mad that I was like, they're gonna ride them. They're gonna <sighs> ride these. Like as soon as she started making friends with the little one, I was like, oh mm. my god, we found how they're gonna get to LA. They're gonna start riding megafauna. Doesn't happen. But like after like this whole bitch fest at the beginning like we have to get 20 miles a day her leg is starting to come apart and then they like get over one crest mm-hmm. and what do they see in the distance the fucking peterson auto museum wait guys we jumped through that sinkhole in seattle how did this happen we're in los angeles and the show just solves it the show yeah. just solves the geographical challenge of the Seattle sinkhole. Do all sinkholes lead to Los Angeles? So he, say? here's the thing. I realized after I was like, are you kidding? And then I was like, wait, they set this up. They did actually, because remember oh. the Mojave sinkhole. Okay, okay. The Mojave sinkhole, we've got the pilots from the Mojave sinkhole we were there. Do, we and do. remember there was that dude they found in the cave. There was like, this was like episode three or episode two. They're in the cave. Yeah. And there's the guy who was- the skeleton. From- the skeleton. Yeah. He had the sweatshirt on that was from um, like out by like I think it was out in the Mojave as well or something yeah. like that. So we thought that, that was that they had gone. They had traveled. But maybe all the sinkholes just deposit you back in 10,000 B.C. And that's why there's Spanish Civil War gold there. That's that right. The Spanish gold. Yeah. So initially I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But yeah. now I'm kind of like, mm, this might have been one of the few pieces they actually done. <laughs> And in which case, or it was a happy accident. And they're like, wow, wait, which sometimes when you're writing, that does happen where you're like, 
I didn't realize I was setting this up, but I did. And okay. I'm a genius. And you kind of like accidentally genius. write yourself Past into something. me really solved this problem. Yeah. Sometimes that does happen where you don't realize you're writing yourself into something. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, this all solved itself. And I never <laughs> intended to. Wow. How did it's really weird when that happens is the weirdest fucking thing in the world. I feel like Moonfall thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And they I were like, this fair. will solve itself. And then things didn't get solved. And they were like, fuck it. We've yeah, got to cut time from this movie anyway. So <laughs> whittle it down. Yeah, I think once you get into the moon as a megastructure, you've defied the ability <laughs> of of your brain or the fates or whoever is handling this. Like the any of them are no longer able to like divine inspiration is solve, like that's on you, dude. They clearly didn't solve for the lesbians because that no. was left dangling. Which we've had additional confirmation of people <laughs> still continue like Erica Absolutely. Henderson confirmed that she also thought that they were lesbians when she watched it. Like everyone, this is the un, this is the the going to one day be the mandala effect. Because <laughs> everyone's been like, but Halle Berry, the movie where she was married to a woman, and we're yeah, all like, yeah, oh, we love that. We love the fact that that was the first the first disaster movie with gay representation. We're yeah, like no, actually. Yeah, fact. from gay epic filmmaker uh, Roland no, Emmerich. He didn't even know what he was. See, that's the brain not knowing what you're doing, but you're creating. Same thing as ending up in 10,000 BC in Los Angeles by just pure <laughs> chance. So yeah, I, so I, that I, was I. I love that our doctor and uh and the uncle like we we open up on them torturing Silas. Yeah, but like in he's like your arms are probably going. He's like listing all the things that like the torture is probably resulting in. It's like all you're showing us is that he's sitting on the ground though. Yeah. Like, like and it's I also it's Silas, so I kind of feel like Silas has been stress tested in ways before that maybe like especially you're so like to a dude who lives in ten thousand BC. I'm I feel saying, like he's maybe experienced discomfort. When they're like talk about like you probably got a headache. That's because mm-hmm. you haven't had water for twenty four hours, and it's like this man has survived ten thousand BC. Like yeah, you don't know what discomfort is like this man knows what discomfort is yeah this is a guy who chooses been dehydrated are you kidding me he chooses to wear furs with a big like bloody handprint on his back the man knows hardship (laughs) yeah absolutely if he got a hold of you in the forest yeah you'd be coming out looking like Hellraiser by the time this is done. And I appreciate that they didn't throw a single punch, that they didn't damage in any way, shape, or form Mark Lee's just splendid cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> Silas, true, like, there, and then when they gave him a drink of water, finally, to get him to talk, and then yeah. Silas just spits it back out at them. I was that like, was what great. did you expect? That was He's great. Silas, yeah. The, like, military dad is, Dr. Dad is on one again. He's yeah. like, where's, how do I get my child? Because his doctor went into 1988, with um Natalie with Chitty Josh son yeah. and their 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 story is hysterical to me because like it, I forgot even why they went through that sinkhole to 1988 it, it it absorbed them it expanded they were standing next to so they didn't mean to go in was that they it? didn't mean to go in okay. the sinkhole they were like escorting Lily and yes. Isaiah backslash baby Gavin into yeah. the sinkhole and like Josh was having a moment, an emotional moment with his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Child, his child <laughs> yeah, father. Child. <laughs> and then the sinkhole, or the, and then the light thingy. Because it wasn't a sinkhole; it was like a little yeah. It was the light. the light in the air, the yeah. glow in so the, the in the the yeah, light atmosphere. portal expanded, and it just sucked him in, and then it disappeared. And so, unfortunately, that daughter is now stuck with shithead Josh, which like. Still doing the will they, won't they? And yeah. it's like, no one was invested in this. I am not rooting for either of them to get what they want. I want them, like, I, if we had just, I was so hoping as we sort of, in the first few minutes of this episode got the, of the, of the episode got the plate clearing. Yeah. Of like, yeah. okay, Mary Beth is dead. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is what's, like, Mary Beth isn't just, like, there isn't a question. We've come across her son sitting next to at her freshly dug grave yeah and we find out that for 24 hours he dug her grave and then is just sitting there like we're done with mary beth which honestly (laughs) mary beth is out i I feel bad for the actress but i am thrilled for us yeah me too yeah she'd run her course mary beth oh mary beth ran her course after like i re-watching the first couple episodes i was just like how did they how did they not get her with a saber tooth sooner because (laughs) she is like lucas the son looking for his heroin is at least like moderately 
entertaining with Scott the stoner. Yeah, yeah. Mary Beth is just miserable. She's just miserable. Yeah. She's miserable the whole time. Yeah. And like, God, the heroine was so long ago. The heroine heroine was so long long ago. And that was set up like it was going to be with us. Mm. The whole the whole show. I I had a theory in the beginning of the first episode of the new season and in the beginning of the of the season premiere. I had the theory that maybe Dr. Dad had been hiding that Scott because the whole thing is Scott buried the heroine and doesn't yeah. know where he buried it. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, what if Dr. Dad followed him at some point, even though he was supposed to be, you know, healing from being almost paralyzed? Yes. yes. Um, what if Dr. Dad found the heroine and now is hiding it and is a heroin junkie? And that's uh, him why... being a secret heroin junkie would have been a great twist. Yeah, because remember, like Levi is even like I think something's up with him, and or what are the either well, Levi? Yeah, because he's or off Ty. those anxiety meds. Right. God forbid you can't have then you know wild card as opposed to just like you're off the anxiety <laughs> meds and then you just like get anxious all the time, <laughs> like you're sitting in a corner unable to move, or like you're just there, there's other things that anxiety does than make you torture a man in order to <laughs> yeah. find out where your daughter is. Gone. Yeah, torture um, one guy, imprison somebody else in a like handcuff oh, right. to a steering handcuff wheel. Them to a steering wheel. That's I mean, I'm not a doctor. I have experienced I, pretty severe anxiety. It has never driven me to do that. It has driven me to like not be able to read English on a test before. But you know, <laughs> oh, it's different in everyone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, serious. And meanwhile, Levi yeah. he's like fuck my best friend. I'm trying to have sex with his wife again. Well, like, yeah. he is just not like he fully is like at this point it's like i'm in love with you maybe your husband will see you again maybe he won't i'm gonna act like it's just us down here and he's like and he's like i'm never gonna leave you again and like mm-hmm. i'm gonna insinuate myself it's like he is once he sees husband again it's gonna be like oh shit i've been continuing to put the moves on your wife since i got down here with the presumption that she's gonna leave you for me and again, when we talk about speed of La Brea, like this was, he's been down there for what, four or five days? Yes. Yes. <laughs> a couple, he's not even in the entire first season no, down in He gets down BC. there and like, he gets down there on day four. It's now day nine. Oh my God. Right? So, okay. Oh so my God. He gets down there. He t- reveals to Eve that her husband is not, in fact, crazy like they thought that he was. Yeah. He gives her the wedding ring. She's like, I'm going to get back to him. He's yeah. not crazy. I was wrong all along. Yeah. And then five days later, they are just completely, they're, they they're are holding hands. They're having like, like tender moments. Nestling against his shoulder. And yeah. like, of course, of but, course. Right. That's the thing. Dad and Zira see the Peterson, Natalie Z and Levi, even Levi have been captured by a militarized force and are Which being carted off to somewhere else. We did call that we were like, we're going to see the bad guy, the evil tribe next season. Like we're yeah. getting, we're getting evil tribe. I think that's what's happening. And we it did seems call to it. Be like, they're ba- like, it seems like evil tribe has had arms run to them by whoever has I think set the up tower, the tower the people, tower pe- the tower yeah. people, the, the fucking glass and steel skyscraper sitting in 10,000 BC that no one saw before. Mm-hmm. And they, cause like Levi sees him. He's like, I didn't know there was steel in 10,000 BC. And so like, these guys are carrying like steel tipped spears. So, and they like, have a wheel and they have a wheel. Like they have definitely been supplied things yeah. by the high rise evil people who like our shady lady with the stoner is like, we need to get into that tower. But a thing you need to know is that everyone inside wants me dead. It's like, <laughs> okay, of course they great. do. And as like, she like, they, they're just like sleeping out in an open clearing. She wakes up in the morning. And fortunately this, the stoner's like, you're doing pretty well for someone who just got stabbed and was like on death's door. She's like, oh, I guess I'm a fast healer. So do we think she's like some jacked up hybrid thing? Like that, that I'm a fast I don't know healer why... thing felt like it was planting something. I mean, maybe, but also we've now watched Josh recover in 24 but hours from happens. being mauled. Everything heals fast. Yeah, in, like in that's the thing. Everybody heals. Fa- like I would, I would think it's abnormal. I didn't even think twice about it because Josh healed completely from almost dying from being attacked by a dire wolf. And the I wouldn't was- have thought about it if she hadn't said that thing. Yeah, I, I would not have thought about it at all. I was more distracted by the fact that for some reason Scott was meditating in a full field of sunflowers. Of like, of like 
sunflowers the size of like toys like gargant like mega mega flora giant sunflowers i i have said i actually said have said before and i think i even brought up sunflowers particularly on the i have brought up on the podcast before how freaked out i am by sunflowers (laughs) because they're just so big and i don't like yeah it was in the finale episode i brought up and right before you brought up your friend who's afraid of megafauna yeah but like sunflowers are too big and I don't like them and I don't trust them. And so seeing a field full of them, I don't know if that was the accurate size of sunflowers or not, but I was like, yeah, that's horrifying. Well, that and is- then it was, we don't have like, it's not like there are sunflowers around. I was like, yeah. okay, is this field of sunflowers like meant to be connected to that high rise tower? And they're doing like weird science stuff because what the fuck is this field of yeah. sunflowers? Why doing? are we in this field this of sunflowers? Is just meditating in front of, which also Why is our very backdrop? confusing. Why like, is our backdrop? This field of sunflowers. I don't know. But and they don't bring got. it up. They're no, not like, look all, at these sunflowers. It's all treated very normally in the same <laughs> way that like everything else in this show, when you're like, this is fucking weird. All the things that you think are going to be things that people notice and think are weird mm-hmm. are normal to them. All the <laughs> yeah. things you're like, yeah, it doesn't bother me particularly. That's <laughs> like, you got to focus on this. And it's like, I don't, I, I didn't think twice about whether or not that was happening, honestly. Um, but yeah, the giant field of sunflowers and then the... The fact that she, he was meditating, she was casually napping, and then she like wakes up, yawns, was like, that was nice. By the way, we're going to go somewhere that everyone wants me dead. And what, were they carrying that big black box with them? I think so. At the end of season one? Oh, I don't know I was like, where the fuck did that huge black tactical box of supplies come from? I That I truly don't know. (laughs) I was... It's like loved, a like, lot to carry. It, yeah, I think maybe Dr. Nathan, like when she parachuted, had that with mm, her. Okay. I truly maybe she has it hidden somewhere. There's yeah. a lot of things they're they're doing. Yeah, because she knows roll. more than anybody else does. Right. And they're doing the slow roll of like, we're not gonna tell you everything that Dr. Nathan knows. Yeah. Even though it would be convenient, like it would make sense for it to be explained <laughs> to her. Like, there's no reason at this point for her to be responding to things quite so mysteriously. <laughs> In riddles. But she is, and that's just like what we have, <laughs> and it's what it is, and like it's what it is. I wouldn't be as I'm not bothered by it. I'm mostly just like, if you want me to care about this more, I need to see more of it because, okay, they our go, ensemble is so fractured at this point. So like, much we have to like we're split between now it's Josh and the girl in eighty eight, yeah. and then there's. Scott and Dr. Nathan doing their thing by the high rise. And then there's the main camp where, thank God, in episode one, we get camp dissenter guy. I'm so, yeah, the curly haired guy coming back. As soon as curly haired guy came back, I was just like, I was so worried that we were not going to get all of our extras. He is still providing reality checks (laughs) to us in La Brea. We've got that contingency. We've always got Eve going off and doing something with either Levi or the, the, um was he a therapist the guy who was yeah tied the therapist yeah Yeah. and the therapist like they're in and out of the camp and and now we've got separate contingent with luke and what he's so like it's we have to this episode went so quick it ended i was like oh shit it's already over because we have so many pockets of characters to jump around to the moment when dr nathan lifts up a butt a rock yep reveals a secret button yep and then the pond drains. Yes, the pond drains. And they're revealing a, a staircase. A staircase. A a dry, not impacted by water at all staircase. Yeah. With a mysterious tunnel that goes at least like that tower was still really far away. That it is least... so far. They are a hike away from that tower. Like that's minimum. Even if we're in a situation, you know, when you're driving out to Palm Desert or Palm Springs and you see the Morongo um tower oh yeah yeah the morongo casino and you're like that looks really tall and then you get close to it and you realize that no it's just that there's nothing around it there's nothing there yeah and it's not a it's only like eight stories and it just looks really 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 big yeah even in that kind of a situation we're still dealing with like you've got at least a mile like there's still a mile walk to get to it to get that sort of illusion yeah doing just a mile straight in ton in evacuation tunnels what's yeah I am curious, but I'm yeah. if they're not going to keep giving me if they're not going to give me clues, I'm going to be less curious, and I'm just going to want to know more about like the rant. I'm just going to want more woolly mammoths. Like, just give me that if you're not going to give me answers. Yeah, I'm. It'll be. I'm so curious how 
how much is like is how much is the 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 first tribe we met going to matter in relation to the new tribe the militarized tribe that we're meeting how much are they going to matter is it going to become like factional warfare is that because i can fully imagine la brea just being like oh that tribe that we hung out with last season no no like we've they're gonna bring food every once in a while but beyond that like we don't have much use for them in season two they want silas back i forgot that they want silas yeah back, they want silas anybody back, wants silas so got back that. because he's shady and so like it i'm ready for more i'm ready for more i and i cannot i'm i'm excited to be back moving narratively at the speed that la brea does because we could be we could be on the fucking moon by the halfway point of this season. Yeah, we need a sinkhole that goes to the moon. It a could mega be a structure. Maybe, maybe they're gonna launch off of that tower. We don't know. <laughs> we I don't. mean, the I I want to just like backtrack to the hunt the rhino thing because I feel like we haven't given enough attention and time right. and love to the fact that Gavin's main subplot in this episode is poorly hunting, which appreciated. Yeah, and then getting stalked by a woolly rhino yes yes loved it don't know why we needed it was it wasn't just that there were woolly rhinoceroses and that's a danger it was Mm -hmm. specifically that they were being hunted they were being hunted and he with his longer hair yeah like he has fashioned an incredible spear out of a stick of wood that he that guy can throw that thing like a fucking spartan soldier i was like really okay sure fine and I, then like I, 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 I'm on board. I didn't actually question that. So I was like, that's cool because he was raised by Silas. He probably would know how to hunt. And that was I did kind of start well, like when he <clears throat> when he's like, well, he's when he was like woolly rhinos, like they can't actually really see. But like they they listen and they know you're coming. I was like, is this his old knowledge coming yeah. back up? Because there would be no reason for him to just know that. So I was wondering if he was starting to like if his old learnings as a child were like starting to surface for him again now that he's in 10,000 BC yeah I didn't even put that together because when he said that I was like okay what did you read a national geographic exactly before exactly you went down? like you, you couldn't yeah, bring, are you, a you subscriber? couldn't bring any sub- supplies but you managed to ring up on all, read up on all the megafauna but you're right yeah. I didn't even think of that that's probably what that was was that he was like I know the I remember these things they just didn't give it to us as an as a like it didn't come it didn't come out of Gavin in a way that surprised him no no, no, it came no. out of Gavin with the confidence with which I tell people that Australia has 50 million kangaroos. <laughs> and so it's hard for me to be like, oh, that's information that he had from being a child as totally. opposed to. But yeah, you're right. You're totally right. That's what that was. That was him. No, they needed to telegraph that. Like, yeah, I, it would be cool. Like in the because what's happened with him and Ella now that they are down in 10,000 BC, they're not having visions Mm-hmm. Of what's going on in 10,000 BC anymore. So like they can't see the people that they used to see in like these flashes. But like if that like was traded out for like a sense memory of the environment to like have a, an understanding of the world that other people don't, that yeah. would be a cool thing. And that makes sense. Of course, they're not going to have memories anymore because they're no longer in their yeah. child versions of themselves are no longer in 198 are no longer in 10,000 BC they're in 1988 and we in fact with uh Josh and Zoe I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still like I again, think I think it's Zoe anyway with Josh and Zoe they ha- now see they actually they they're in 1988 and they which was admittedly a really fun fake out that I enjoyed yeah was them like so Josh and, and Zoe come out of the sinkhole and they stumble or into, out of the light they stumble to the road and they're like when are we yeah and this vintage ass car goes uh-huh. this old truck goes driving by and there's the momentary fake out and then a convertible yeah blaring by playing like, like Rick Astley yeah and they fling a cassette tape I love that they just them. yeah let's throw a cassette tape out of the car it was so great I do that all of the time I just throw CDs outside because I'm yeah. having so much fun you're having such a good like the only thing <laughs> the way they could have made it more 1988 would have been like if there were Reagan bumper stickers and there was just a cloud of cocaine behind them that would have been <laughs> yeah. only way they could have more telegraphed that you're in 1988 now um, I I loved I was so annoyed when because like I love the moment when Luke is like kind of sidling up to her mm-hmm. and she was like, I don't, he was like, come on, don't tell me you don't care about me. And she's like, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. I just fucking time traveled twice in like just two weeks. I'm now in 1988, which puts me 
further actually from my family because at least before I was like with my dad and so like nah buddy like I don't know how I feel about you because I don't know how I feel about anything right now and I'm fucking scared yeah it's all pissy because he's Josh and I was like I am so glad she laid down the law with him just now and then they have her like I'm sorry I was like no 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 no, yeah I was so like don't apologize for this you were right the fucking first time yeah and this is even like in a in a general like misandrist way like we normally are I was just like no that's a fair assessment you are this is the first time we you know with like day after tomorrow we were joking I was like well sorry but you're just married to Jake Gyllenhaal now by default Uh like there's so often in these situations you end up with a a, especially a teen girl paired with a guy solely because of the fact that it's like well we're together That's and it's it. very it's like sort of the there's only one bed trope except yeah. <laughs> yeah without any sense of attraction in advance it's just like this is just what it is so we're gonna mash our barbies together um and so i was like i really enjoyed that she was kind of like i'm freaking out me too and i thought I that was know, great I, I was like that's awesome that's a really real and normal response meanwhile Josh giving her the like, there's a million reasons I should be freaking out right now, but I'm not because I'm here with you. Yeah, it's in like, a no, you should be freaking just, out right yeah. now. Yeah, in a stranger's house we just broke into. Like, yeah, no, and are robbing out, them. Dude. We're just robbing these people. Yeah, and it, and it's fine though because they're, they're uh, in Catalina for a week, uh, which Josh, because he's a genius, took to mean a week starting today. That day, that very day. Yeah. I This line of the episode is definitely when the outgoing message comes on. He's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And she just goes, that that's a really big answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I was like, yes. Yeah. That is, that is, I love this show. That kind of sense of humor, we don't like, that like yeah. pretty sharp sense of humor, we don't really get that much of in La Brea. So that moment, of just like that was a sharply delivered one liner. It was liner. a great line. It was really that that answering machine's really big. It was really funny. Yeah, there were like one thing I did appreciate once they were in 1988 was that we didn't get a bunch of like Gen Zers confused by being in 1988. Like yeah. they took to it. They weren't they weren't confused by things. They weren't like how do we pick up a phone and get the internet? Which yeah could have very quickly been where this went and i was so glad yeah, like, we did it what is this what is this plastic rectangle he threw at us from the car like, yeah thank god no and i i loved by the way what i'm assuming they couldn't have known but i'm choosing to believe that since la brea is about time travel that they somehow time travel to the future listen to our episode with paul feig about when worlds collide right and then we're like, we should write Elf in to this episode specifically as a Paul Feig shout out. I really appreciated that. I thought that was great that they included because they do include a whole, there's a whole Elf sequence. And yeah. I was just like, you know what? That wasn't necessary, but clearly that's there. <laughs> that's the La Brea writers giving us a little clue that they know and see us. Yes. So. Well, I mean, we are perhaps the the most publicly visible fans. I, I think that is extremely true <laughs> i think we were probably the only people that during the golden globes when natalie what please welcome from la brea natalie natalie z. z and you and i were probably like oh my god oh my la god has made it to the go to the emmys yeah and i think exciting. everyone else was probably like hmm. <laughs> i we should be invited to set just as a like a thank you i uh, we should again don't understand why we're not the official podcast of yeah. La Brea as yeah. the only two people who are on the internet who watch the show. <laughs> I what what pocket of plot are you feeling most excited about for this season? Uh, what pocket of plot am I most excited about? I mean, I'm obviously most excited about, you know, the return of curly haired guy. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that was to me that was I was like, oh, thank God. Um. Love that actor. I think I'm most excited to, I want to keep exploring 10,000 BC. You know, getting those, we got some really good, that woolly rhino time. Yeah. I so enjoyed it. It was like, one, watching Izzy reach out and tend, like what, they did a great job with the animation to make the baby woolly rhino look Yes, the baby looked good. The baby was good. Oh my God. Better, was, better than the little hippo in the one <laughs> in in the, that Mingna one I almost killed. Yeah, that I that was immediately what I thought of was with the baby hit up hippo they hit in the hit and run in yeah. um, Superstorm or whatever it was. What God, that was a Hall of Fame moment. Oh, 
<laughs> we don't often endorse um, animals being hit by cars in disaster movies, but I will say if you're going to have a problem that causes a car to no longer be functional, yeah, accidentally hitting a baby hippo is a top 10 reason to make that happen. Yeah, and, and the, Jeep, hitting... the Jeep versus saber-toothed cat from yeah. season one La Brea, also a good one. I was going to say, like, intentionally hitting a saber-toothed tiger is not my favorite reason because, again, it, still, you could have just honked the horn, man. But, <laughs> like, it was kind- it, it is kindred spirits but i did like watching when izzy reached out and like pet the baby rhino i did immediately think i was like jordan's gonna be so excited because <laughs> she is going to ride a baby rhino she's gonna ride a rhino what I we're already promise what we've already seen is she has a special relationship she can communicate with baby rhinos and yeah. clearly all the megafauna yeah clearly evidently that i was i was so sure but then no we did not get zira Gorecki doing like a mind meld with a Wooly rhinoceros <laughs> doing a rift, being in the rift with a baby, baby woolly rhino. I was so pulling for that, so pulling for it. But no, I, I do like again. I, like, I'm not. I don't care about. I, I guess like maybe they can make me care about why the sinkholes are happening. Yeah, we're in a situation. I think it's interesting that we're in the 1988 timeline. We're now like in an alternate timeline because a sinkhole happened there because yeah, the yeah. Hollywood sign, which we know didn't happen in timeline A that we were mm-hmm. originally in. So that's cool, but I'm not like super dying to know why or how. I kind of just like let it ride. Yeah. I think there's a degree to which I still have like post-traumatic loss disorder. Oh, okay. Where I know that no answer they're going to give me is going to be as satisfying as I hope it will be. Yeah, I think we can be sure of that in this show. Well, I almost, there is a part of me that's like, it's going to be even more bananas than you think it is because that is the one promise of La Brea is that just when you think that you know where it's going, they're going to gun it and just hit that. They're going to hit the saber tooth tiger. Yeah. Just when you think like, how are they going to get from Seattle to LA? They'll be like, you're in LA. Yeah. Oh, this weird child is here. What if he's just randomly the adult we've been following this whole time? <laughs> yeah. like, I love that when, when the teens get dropped into 1988, yeah. they're like, where are, what, what are the kids? Uh, Ella? Zoe is, oh, Ella and Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah. Yeah. He's not Gavin. With like, where are Ella and Isaiah? And then they just don't. They're not like, Isaiah, where are no. you? They're just like, wow, they must have crash landed somewhere else. Yeah, fuck them. And then they just like see them getting taken by nuns. And and Josh is like, no, let them go. It's their story. It's fine. It's like, you wow, you wrong. super don't fucking care. Like, just you accidentally saw them on the road. You were not looking for these children. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong in the sense yeah. that like, it is we are dealing now with the time loop situation and we are yep. dealing with the sort of we're back with back to the future rules of like he can't interfere. Josh should not interfere with them being taken by nuns. And I was actually worried they were going to we were going to end up in a situation where like they do screw up the timeline because yeah. they do interfere. So it was the one time that I was like, wow, Josh is being smart. But also I kind of feel like Josh just didn't want to babysit because he knew totally did not. That, that will get in get the way of Zoe. his like fuck train with what he wants to have with Zoe. Exactly. That was, that was my, I understand why he did it. I don't know that I trust his reasons. (laughs) Yes, completely. Completely. But I did also love that. It was like when they talk, you know, we, we'd heard that they had, they'd been found as orphans and wandering the streets of Topanga or whatever. And then (laughs) were taken in by nuns. I did not realize that it was going to be quite so literally there happened to be a Buick with nuns driving yeah. on the road <laughs> and they were just going to usher them into their car and that yeah. was going to be it. I thought there would be like a little more to it than that. But yeah. truly, the nuns just were like, oh, look, they're stray children. Should we figure <laughs> yeah. out who they belong to? No, let's just take the kids. Let's just take them. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask anybody. Don't don't ask a nearby adult. Just be like, well, unclaimed kids. Yeah. One child Off is dressed to totally normally and one kid is in furs. <laughs> This seems fine. With a crazy wig on. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I do. I know that there are brunette, like there are blonde kids who then go darker over time. Yeah. But it's still to me. What a choice. Yeah. Because Gavin's not like light, dirty, blonde. No. Gavin's hair is darker than mine. Yeah. (laughs) And it is as bananas as if I had started out as a toehead blonde. Yeah, it it would be like, like, like maybe like, again, you could have been born like a little blonde child. I had 
I had very light blonde hair, like yeah. almost white blonde hair when I was little. These things, but like, it's a show. But like, also, but Jordan, give us you the character have... that matches the child. If you said to me, Amanda, what color is my hair? I would say, Jordan, you're dirty blonde. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, like, yeah there's a case to be made for that. Yeah. Like the, the, the bottom and to explain for those of you who don't know what Jordan looks like, like the top <laughs> part of Jordan's hair is sort of like lightish brown and then uh-huh. it gets blonder as it gets longer yeah. as it is with people who have dirty blonde hair where like yeah you can tell that they might have at one point been truly blonde and then yeah. they just became an adult in that you know obviously gavin yeah. is like wolfish gavin is fully there is no world in which gavin didn't come out of the womb with a full head of dark hair yeah he seems like he seems like he was one of those babies that came out complete thick mat of hair on top of his head just like i did i yeah. came out fully fully born with <laughs> Weirdly, I had dark brown hair with red tips, <laughs> which is like I came out as a little like I was just a little scene kid baby, apparently with wow. red tips. Yeah. The, the pediatrician was, said to my mom once he was like when I went you know, for my first checkup or whatever, when I was still a newborn. And he was like, if I didn't know you well enough to know you're not crazy, I would have thought you died. Your daughter you died hair. your your newborn, your infant's hair. Yeah. But so anyway, the, the point being, it does not often happen that a a blonde child. Yeah. And that is, that is, he's in a wig. So they could have made the wig any it's, color. It, and it's, it's not like they had to throw us off the scent. No. Because we at home were never like, you know who I bet that kid is as soon as we saw him? It's their dad. Yeah. I bet again, that's fucking like, Gavin. They're going to pull the old, gonna... the kid you find is your dad routine. I see through you, La Brea. Like, no, we weren't there. We yeah. weren't there. Even once we got to the point where they're like, the child is Gavin. Yeah, we were like, both like, what the... <laughs> wait, we're going to need to revisit that a little bit more yeah. to really ingrain that in our memories here. And now, and like, yeah. I hope, I what I hope we don't do is go follow those kids. Like, let yeah. that be. I, I don't need to see them with the nuns. I don't need to like, I don't need the little kids to be an extra plot. Like, I feel like we're done with them. I kind of do. because I really fucking hope we are. I mean, there's no, you can't have, unless like, I I guess there's a chance that like Josh could decide that he wants to be in his dad's life. (laughs) (laughs) What an insane sentence. I guess there's a chance that he would like want to be the responsible male figure in his dad's life. That seems very not Josh. Exactly. That's why I'm like, it doesn't feel like, I feel like Josh is like, cool, they're done. That's like, this is, we're done with them now. And they don't remember what happened because for some reason, the two kids have no memory, Mm -hmm. even though every adult who's gone through the sinkhole remembers, Mm -hmm. but they don't remember. So I, which, I mean, I guess I would like a little explanation personally on that point. Maybe do we think they're like science weirdos and like they were grown in tubes or something in the high rise and like that's what Silas is all about? I guess. And then like, well, I mean, so we still have to untangle the whole abduction cult, which. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, I, that's really not the world I want to spend time in still. Not really. No, no. Because I think the show thinks well, what it's a, a hilarious mis- and if it didn't get picked up on anymore, what a hilarious thing to just be like a piece of dialogue. Well, there was the child abduction cult. Yeah. What? What? No, no further questions. No further yeah. questions. No, doesn't need to. I mean, I kind of thought like I'm kind of wondering if with um, Ella's like, I have to go back for Veronica. I'm like, maybe they're just going to write out the part where in one of the early episodes, Veronica fully slaps her. Yeah. And like <laughs> yells at her and is abusive because yeah, I'm not rooting for you to save Veronica. No, and I don't know either. why this show thinks I'm supposed to. No, the whole like she was like, she became like my sister and she raised me and she protected me. It's like she also tried to like keep you indoctrinated into weird cult lockdown. Yeah. After your oppressor and kidnapper was killed. Like she had been, she had been. In, indoctrinated into the cult she was a part of the problem and like maybe she had like an attack of conscience there at a moment but like no i'm not rooting for veronica and when they went to spend resources to rescue veronica i was like fuck her what are we doing here yeah yeah i don't i i don't know why they're expecting me to root for her in any way shape or form and i kind of i really thought we were going to i thought we were going to kind of have her and mary beth just yeah. left as a footnote I that thought they're going to be sent to to Ioni Sky Island. <laughs> Ioni Sky. Ioni Sky. That's I... what I want in season mm. two. 
is motherfucking Ioni Sky to jump through a sinkhole so she can be in this goddamn show. I'm so sorry, Jordan. I don't think we're getting that. I don't Un- think like I Googled to see. I, I even looked to see if there was any mention of I. I'm not seeing Ioni Sky mentioned in what anything for season shit, two. Man. I think I think that she's been sent off to the island of misplaced toys and plot lines. Do you think that they thought there was going to be more for the sister to do like when they started writing the show? And then they were like, ooh, turns out we're balancing a lot. Yeah. Because that seems weird to put like, hey, you know Ioni Sky. Like that seems like a weird place for Ioni Sky to be. Yeah. It could have been any practically featured extra. That's, I mean, that was, we had this exact, we've had this conversation before of just like why, again, Ioni Sky could have been Mary Beth and then Mary Beth could have been the sister. And that would yeah. have, like that, or the the actors, that yes, would have made completely. as much sense because of the fact that you, like, of the actors, she probably has the most name recognition to the average audience. Yeah, uh, to the to the average audience, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't think that like anyone, uh, you and I are the only two people on the internet watching La Brea. I think you're the only person watching La Brea who was like, Natalie Z supremacy. I don't yeah. think anyone, she's like leading <laughs> the like, show. Give me more Zira Gorecki. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that we were dealing with a huge density of known names here. And so yeah. Ioni Sky is probably the only one that like the average person would go, oh, yeah, the girl from the movie. Yeah, I like and, to say anything. And so I watched the rooms. Yeah, I I don't think we're getting her. I, I hate to tell you this. I don't think we're getting her. It, my my greatest dream would be that she is the head of all of this. She's like in that high rise. And that she's was like, what you called. I never. I never wanted I never wanted to have to do this, Gavin, but here we are. That's I mean, that is what you called it from last season. We were doing our season predictions for season two. You were like, I want Ioni Sky to be the sleeper agent who has been monitoring Gavin this whole time. Clearly, I still want that. Clearly, yeah, I, mean, I, I meant it when I said it because it remains true. And that would make as much sense as anything else on this exactly show. as giant sunflowers. Yeah. meditating in front of giant sunflowers like why wouldn't why wouldn't the child that he was adopted whose family he was adopted into somehow end up actually being the evil mastermind behind all this yeah why not, Give us why not? make it a long game make it the yeah. longest game might as well you know like the rules as far as i'm concerned there are no rules once you fall through that sinkhole and i think that extends narratively emotionally mentally yeah. physically yeah physically and I, oh, one of my absolute favorite, like quintessential La Brea moment at the very beginning of the episode when they're doing the like, let's catch you up through explanation about where everybody is mm-hmm. when the the therapist is talking to Natalie Z and he's like, you've been through so much. The sinkhole, Z's accident. You're going to get through this too. It's like, yeah, let's remind everybody of Natalie Z, of Eve's trauma. So we know that she is like girded to field whatever's going to come next. You've been through so much. It's like, and again, it's a hilarious, honest, it's a frankly hilarious fucking thing for me personally to say that somebody is moving at an unreasonable emotional pace with people they just met. I I endeavor to move at the speed of La Brea with people. If I could get people to attach to me at the speed of attachments developing in La Brea, I would be the happiest little clam in the ocean. The trauma bonding, Jordan. The key is to go shoving your friends into into sinkholes because... This this is why... This is why uh, a a sad pretty girl has always been a, a real a real draw for me because that manages to work out this way. I made two new friends at weddings this summer and so much of my like negotiating in my mind, like how to manage these new friendships is, is texting every day weird for these people I spent weekends with, but I've decided they're my friends forever now. Yeah. So like I move at the speed emotionally of La Brea, which is why I know it, which is why I think I doubly feel like it's hilarious to watch this happen because I know how hard that actually is to get people to fucking participate in in real life. I did. I mean, yeah. When Ty said that to her and, you know, Ty's doing a lot of emotion. You've been through lifting. so much like he was there every step of the way. Right. He Ty has taken on his role, not just as her because he is a, a licensed therapist of some sort. <laughs> He has taken on the role, not just as her therapist, but sort of as almost like the way that sometimes celebrities have sober coaches. <laughs> and he's kind of just become specifically Eve's sober coach, but for trauma. And like, well, he I himself love... is also going yeah. through a and ton of it as thing, well. Is he also fell through a sinkhole prior to being in the sinkhole. He had some sort of terminal disease that they never fully tell us what it is. Yeah. He just has, after like, being mu- in the sinkhole, spent the first few episodes of the show 
trying to kill himself. Yeah. And he and he has no and and much like, you know, the the great joke of, you know, but I am the clown Pagliacci. <laughs> he is the doctor. He cannot go see the doctor. <laughs> and yeah, so he's just like doing this emotional lifting for for Eve, which I'm like, man, but also at the same time, so you've been through so much. Izzy's accident, the sinkhole, the unspoken other thing on the list that he's trying to counsel her through is your son being zapped through a different portal into 1988. <laughs> and I just don't know how you're going to get through this too really works for that. Because... I also love how when he says that, when she's like, at least when, you know, oh yeah, shitty son was here, I had somebody. Now I don't have anyone. It's like, your shitty son sold you out Yes! And voted you out of the fucking campsite, mom. Your son Are tried you to have you me? killed, essentially, by the elements. He voted you off the island. You didn't have shit before. So let's not act like you've got less now, Eve. Yeah, and again, Eve is, God. And Eve is the de facto leader of this entire group of people. You don't have anybody. You have a whole camp of people. Go, yeah. You know. You're one of the only people that this whole camp knows. Yeah. They're You're all the only people in this strangers. camp who gets to say lines of dialogue. I where'd our gay couple go? I was just gonna say, where did they was, fucking go? It was so funny to watch. Again, I think it's like the hunt episode where it's episode three that the we get like a lot of time with them. Yeah, and we learn a lot about like their dynamics and the fact that they seem to really be in a rocky place in their relationship when they fell through that hole. I mean, they briefly become parents. To, to, to Lily. Lily. Yeah. But meanwhile, they're also bickering. And like we get these little bits of exposition of like, yeah, your dad had a mechanic shop, but you hated working in it. And then. Yeah. The, <laughs> and then and the the that's the like tall business looking black guy. And then the thinner kind of more casually dressed white guy. Neither uh -huh. of them, I think, have names. And the thin white guy is like, you hated working in your dad's mechanic shop. What makes you think you can repair this car? And then. Right. The, the taller black guy's like, well, you're an actor and you're never going to get work. Like they have this whole fight. And we learn yeah. so much about their relationship in like 20 seconds. And now watching it back and being like, and we never heard from them again. Yeah. They really, so like, hopefully they're working it out. I really hope so. I mean, I feel real. that guy's now gone like nine days without his glasses. I feel terrible for yeah. him. Yeah. He's in a bad way. Yeah. So I know. I don't know what, I don't think we're going to, I'm worried. Yeah, I, I feel like they're couple. lost to time as well. Yeah. Which again, would have rather had them than Mary Beth and Lucas. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And or instead of Lily and Veronica, which is still a plot line that makes me wildly uncomfortable. So <laughs> yeah, we really let that ball drop. Ty could have been doing marriage coupling with this couple instead of like being Eve's personal <laughs> sober coach. Yeah. <laughs> he really like Ty could have been getting honestly, Ty could have a whole practice down there at this point. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. needs help. Yeah, all these people need his, need his services. If we've learned anything from Lost, everyone ends up in a weird location with mystery only to unravel their own personal traumas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the, you know, the real journey was the trauma we unpacked along the way. Yeah, that's why you go into therapy is actually to avoid ending up in a situation where you fall through some sort of a sinkhole or end up in a plane that disappears is specifically so that you aren't somebody who has the kind of emotional baggage that would warrant those events happening. And there's the there's the what this whole show is really about. Yeah, I think so. I think this, this show is is people would rather fall through a sinkhole than go to therapy. Yeah, I think that's thanks. hundred percent true of Gavin, like literally hundred percent true of Gavin. Absolutely true of Gavin. I like mean, and, Gavin... and like obviously with Ty because he was I at mean, the yeah. end of his rope and Natalie and Natalie and Levi like yeah everybody everybody would rather have jumped into ten thousand BC than like open up their bags doctor doctor dad who oh god lest we forget has a child who has a second kid somewhere Remember, like yeah he has that son that we were like is he in a cult what is this when he like befriends he briefly befriends that's um, right mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, yeah. twist. I had totally forgotten forgot that. He has a wife and a kid backup that we just don't even have any insight into, any despair about. Because Oh, yeah, that's the one that Zira mm -hmm. met topside, right? Yeah, she meets right? him, yeah, at, the, at like the wall. And then he takes her to a vigil. And it, we, you and I both, like, he's talking about this the way that people talk about, like, Nixon, we imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was weird. We were we, like, you. neither of us trusted him. And then it turned out he was just benign and weirdly written. Yeah, it was like, oh, he's definitely going to be like an yeah. annoying love subplot for Zira. And then it was like, oh, no, he's just gone. Oh, OK, never mind that. Yeah. So it, it wound up, which like wound up being fine. But also Dr. Dad, one would think might get like one or two lines. But no, he's he's on his own little setting up a Guantanamo Bay situation. <laughs> yes, he Lest you forget, he's also he was also former military. Yes. So, you know, thank God for that. But the traffic cop who's probably most suited to torture somebody, nowhere to be seen. <laughs> nowhere to be seen. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, the traffic cop. Yeah, I think she also got swept off the table. I think the only like the only recurring actor I recognized was specifically curly haired. The cynical curly haired man. Yeah. yeah. Who must be related to somebody. <laughs> I mean, I love oh, him. I'm so, so glad, glad LeBray is back. Oh, I until until it started airing. I did not remember how much I missed it. Loved it. Loved live like so There's glad to be back in like this world. It happening right now. Yes. <laughs> It is true. You know, there's a lot of shows. If you say to somebody, yeah, I'm watching the show about the terrible people with a lot of money. That could mean four different shows. That could mean so many shows. That's that so, many so many things. Shows. I'm watching the show with the teenagers making bad decisions and having too much sex. Yeah. So many shows. I'm watching the one with the cops who solve crimes. So many shows. Yeah. I'm watching the show where people fall through a sinkhole into 10,000 BC. And also some of them are in 1988. That's no other show, but this yes. one. that's, that's a one. It's a singular recommendation. Yeah. <clears throat> are you watching La Brea cannot be oh is that the one no one has any question if you know one show, yeah you know what it is yeah it, it's 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 what it says on the tin it's what it says on every billboard which <laughs> like there's <laughs> several billboards around Los Angeles because they have a they have a promotional budget this year and I'm just like yeah give me four really good looking actors standing in front of a terrible looking woolly mammoth that's what I want that's what I want give me Natalie Z supremacy mm-hmm I feel like we're so close to it. She made it to the Emmys. What if next year we get La Brea Emmys? Natalie, come on the show. If only. Natalie, come on the show. You're this, this, the podcast of record about La Brea, your television show. The only podcast that has a Twitter account devoted to the show that NBC didn't. Because I've actually since been like, did NBC maybe for the second season make a Twitter account for it? They did not. They have I so many like, fucking gifts and things they could use. That's a shame. So many. I was like, maybe Peacock tweets about it. They do not. <laughs> they do they not. Do, they, if you complain on Twitter that you can't watch it on Hulu anymore, Peacock, I think, will message, will like reply and be like, you can catch it on Peacock now. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing <laughs> you can find if you're searching for. They're just daring people to, they're, to, they're challenging people to not watch this show. Yeah. And we're, and our challenge back is we dare you not to. Yeah, we dare you not to watch La Brea. That is absolutely true. Yeah. So I, so I mean, is, does that make next episode is not more La Brea. Next no. episode is an in-between. Yes. So next we are going to be watching a movie recommended to us by a uh, very avid Twitter user, JD Gravett. I don't know yep. if that's a uh, Gravatt, uh, uh, yes. how you say your name. I'm sorry. But he's always coming up with suggestions for us. And this a time great taking, fan of the show. Yes. We really appreciate that you not only listen, but that you often will give us suggestions and things. And this one we're taking you up on. Yeah. So 2015's Earthfall. We've done a moonfall. We've moved, we've fallen from the moon and now let's fall, let's fall from or with the earth. The world will never be the same. As a rogue great. planet roars through our solar system, it acts as an intergalactic magnet that pulls earth in its wake. Meteors destroy major cities, fire and ice storms engulf the land. Casualties are in the millions. And as the situation grows even worse, Steve Lannon is determined to reunite with his wife and teenage daughter. Of course. But when they stumble into a secret government installation, they'll uncover a nuclear mission that will either blast our panic planet back into orbit or guarantee front row seats to the end of the world. <laughs> I think they're going to pull it off, but let's find out. I, I'm so excited. Uh, the most notable name in this is... I mean, I don't know any of the people who are above the line, uh, but I do know one person who's got an unnamed character of Soldier Number Three, and that is Lou Ferrigno Jr. Lou Ferrigno Jr. Well, all right then. Yeah. Wow. He has dazzlingly blue eyes. Good lord. Cannot wait to behold the spectacle that is Lou Ferrigno Ferrigno Jr.'s blue eyes. Yeah, as Soldier Number Three, Um, (laughs) and that is rentable. He might not make it. I I have a hunch he doesn't get a line of dialogue. Um, but that is rentable on all the services, Amazon, on iTunes, et cetera. Um, so we'll be watching that next week. 
Excellent. And in the meantime, I'm excited to like pull from our wealth of knowledge now that we've had a masterclass with Paul on yeah. slide and now come into uh, Earthfall. And we in the should, meantime, yeah. Sorry, yeah, we, we this is consider this the uh, companion episode to Moonfall. I think because that then it'll not? be like a trifecta by the time we're done. It's like yeah. you watch Moonfall, you watch When Worlds Collide, you watch Earthfall, and then you've really gotten the full experience. Then you know what a disaster movie is. Truly. It's enlightenment at that moment. <laughs> and so where are you on Twitter, Amanda? Oh, I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. Um, and that's where you can find me. And, and the Giants are in the playoffs, right? Or Dodgers are in the playoffs, right? Oof, God, so you said Giants in the playoffs. Yeah. A cold chill ran up. No, that spine. was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. Yes. The Dodgers are Dodgers are in the playoffs. Uh, so if you need me, I will most likely be on Twitter trying very hard not to live tweet baseball games or fall into a pit of despair if we inevitably lose. Um and that's really me. Jordan, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U. You can find the Give Me an A anthology film playing at some film festivals that are happening around. We just played digital at Fantastic Fest. We will be at Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. We'll be at Film Quest. We'll be at Screen Fest here in Los Angeles. If you are able to check out any of those things, you really should. And hit up the Feeling Scene podcast, as always, or Otsterion, because we are in season right now. Yeah. Uh, so just listen to me talk about everything all the time. You can really have just nonstop Jordan in your non-stop, ears. Nonstop. Who doesn't want that? That's what and then I of course, aim to do. <laughs> and of course, we're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Uh, if you haven't already, please take a few seconds to rate and review us. Give us those five Please stars. do. Please take some time to do that. Share us with your friends and loved ones. Um, I saw the other day, Shay, Shay was asked, Shay Serrano, who has been on the podcast, was asking mm-hmm. for suggestions of action movie podcasts. And several people suggested us, which was awesome. And guys, keep on doing it. Yeah. Tell you your might, friends. Tell people tell online friends. at Whole Foods. Yeah. If you search on search on Twitter and be like, who's asking about podcast recommendations? And then just suggest it to strangers. Do it. It helps spread the word. Make our, our, our listenership legion. Legion. Bring them on out. Yeah. And then uh, we'll be back next week for Earthfall. Bye. Everybody. Bye.